This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Later in the show, we'll hear a 2020 success story. Nabil from Plantopia will talk about his journey from meat eater to being one half of St Albans' latest vegan food business. But first, one of the positives from 2020 has been gardening. With so many of us growing things to eat for the first time, whether in our gardens or in patio pots or or just on the kitchen windowsill. We enjoyed the Wilderhood Watch Sunflower Challenge with the glorious golden blooms popping up around our city and Grow Community Sopwell shared seeds, plants and produce and created a whole community around food growing. With so many of us turning to our gardens for mental nourishment in a stressful and difficult year, we're perhaps in a position to understand a little better gardening's beneficial effects for everyone, something that everyone at the local charity Earthworks has realised for a long time. Volunteers and people with learning disabilities, together known as earthworkers, tend three and a half acres of eco-gardens on the edge of St Albans. I spoke to Kate Mackay to find out how Earthworkers have been getting on recently, what their challenge is for us this year, and to get some special Earthworks tips for a greener Christmas. Kate, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So, I mean, many of us have been getting so much enjoyment out of our gardens this year, but the last time that I spoke to you, Earthworkers weren't able to work at your lovely site because of difficulties with COVID restrictions. Have Earthworkers been able to return to the site now? They have. Our earthworkers are back. They've been back since September and we were so happy to welcome them back into the lovely green space um, and provide them with that purposeful work which they had been missing largely through lockdown and the connection with the green space and with each other, which we all know is so important and we've all really valued this year. And it's what we are there for to provide for our earthworkers. Indeed. And did they appreciate coming back? They absolutely did. Yes, it was fantastic to see their very happy faces. And we've tried to post as many pictures of happy faces as we can on our social media. So it's lovely to just to to scroll through that and see. Yes, indeed. Well, well worth having a look at that. It has to be said that you're very good at radiating positive attitude from Earthworks. I think it keeps a lot of people smiling in St. Thomas, so do keep that up. So how are things going financially at Earthworks this year? I know a lot of charities have been struggling. Absolutely. Our income has been severely affected um, because our doors have been closed necessarily, obviously, to the public. So the three big events which we would have had and invited the community to on our site um, weren't able to happen this year. So we lost out on that income. But also community fundraising has been way down too, um, for obvious reasons. So our income has been severely affected. Okay. Well, you're looking to try and do a little bit of fundraising over the festive period and you've got a bit of a challenge for us. Do you want to tell us what that is? 
So usually at this time, we would be running the St Albans Polar Bear Plunge in the Subacqua Club, which we can't do, obviously, this year. But instead, we will be plunging at home in the Polar Bear Plunge Sustainable Icy Bucket Challenge at home on social media um, to keep the plunge spirit alive for our charities. So this year, we're raising money not only for Earthworks, but also our guest charity, Youth Talk. So we're hoping the people of St Albans, who do love a good plunge, it has to be said, will keep the polar bear plunge spirit alive at home. So they can send their, their videos and images of their plunge to us or post on social media. And they could win £100 in our fancy dress prize. So it's definitely worth taking part in. It sounds like quite a fun thing to do, something which will be a little bit of challenge, a little bit of excitement over what might be a slightly dull festive season. So I think this is a great idea. And presumably all the details on social media or on your website. Yes, all the details on the website, polarbearplunge.org.uk. And on our social media, you can see Daisy Cooper has already plunged for us. So a huge thank you to Daisy, our MP. Right. Christmas is but a few days away. Have you got any Earthworks wisdom just to make our festive period that little bit more sustainable? Well, something we try to do as much as possible at Earthworks is recycling and repurposing so, for example, we make homemade cards. Um, you can use wrapping paper. Um, that is not necessarily wrapping paper. You can use other things about the house, such as scarves. Um, and you can even make your own crackers using kitchen roll tubes and brown paper and twine. And something we do a lot of at Earthworks is um, crafting and decorating using natural items as decoration. So, for example, after heavy rain or wind, you can forage for birch branches, which are really lovely to use as wreaths or table decorations or um, candle rings on your table. And these can be decorated with prunings from evergreens. And crafting is such a, a wonderfully social activity, too. So it's brilliant to be a part of with the family as we're all together with our families this year. And yeah, I think that's that's a great tip. You're right. Something about quality time with with people who we uh, we care a lot for, using indulging ourselves in nature there, and also making something rather lovely whilst just doing a little bit to to ease the pressure on the planet as well. Great tips there, Kate. Well, we wish everybody at Earthworks a very happy Christmas and all best wishes for um, 2021. And we're really looking forward to hearing from you next year. Kate, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. Thank you so much, Amanda. I was talking there to Kate Mackay of Earthworks. Some lovely ideas from Kate there. And another lovely idea was from Sandy from Plastic Free St Albans. She said that she isn't going to send any cards this year. Instead, she's going to use the extra time that she has because she's not going to be travelling so much. And she's going to use that time to call the people on her Christmas card list instead. Just give them a telephone call, which she thought would be particularly welcome perhaps if they had been self-isolating or if they're going to be by themselves at Christmas. So a lovely idea and definitely plastic-free as well. Now, whilst conventional restaurants have had a tough time this year, takeaways have fared pretty well. And with the additional surging concern for the environment that our increased connection with nature in lockdown has given, the interest in plant-based food with its lower impact on the planet has grown too. 
Now, taking advantage of all of this is Plantopia, a St. Albans-based vegan takeaway that launched into business earlier this year, run by its proprietors, Nabil and Alessandro. Nabil took a quick break from preparing food to talk about how the business started, what's proving popular, and what his tip is for trending food in 2021. Nabil, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So tell me, how did you and Alessandro come up with the idea for Plantopia? Well, uh, thank you for having me on here. Um, well, me and Alessandro, we were both vehement meat eaters all our lives up until about 18 months ago. I'd flirted back and forth with veganism. Alessandro, not so much, but I was trying to push him towards trying it together. And we ended up looking at lots of different Netflix documentaries and that sort of thing. National Geographic, Leonardo DiCaprio documentary called Before the Storm, which just kind of highlighted why beef in particular is so bad for the environment. From there, I just felt more and more uncomfortable eating meat products. So yeah, we, we both ended up trying veganism in St. Albans. We found not many options for us when we wanted a takeaway. So sort of born out of laziness in the fact that when we didn't want to cook at home we we couldn't find anything that had a selection of vegan stuff so there's a few great dishes at different uh, larger chains but there wasn't a consistent larger option for takeaway so that's how we jumped into going with plant IPR. so that's quite a journey for you then isn't it going from from actually being meat eaters now to cooking plant-based food for other people you said that you'd sort of seen these films and this had increased your concern for the environment and you've taken this not just into the food that you're selling but the sort of your whole business as well things like the packaging as well just want to explain a bit about that correct so in general we didn't want to be a one faceted kind of vegan business there's vegan and there's plant-based vegan people who are vegans are very concerned with everything vegan obviously so not wearing leather that sort of thing and just being concerned for the environment overall and just avoiding animal products altogether as a business we are vegan and we do stay away from anything the animal industry has contributed towards. Yeah, in terms of the environmental side, we try and keep everything as sustainable as possible. So we use compostable packaging everywhere that's possible. The couple of things that we don't really use much of, cutlery when people need it, it's all stuff that's been recycled a couple of times, actually, the one we use. So we try and lean towards completely environmentally friendly on that side too. And we hope that our customers do the same. So even in purchasing our products, we buy a lot from the market. So we're not using a lot of plastic packaging and that sort of thing. And we always try and find out everything we source where it comes from. So we try and not buy so much foreign ingredients, for instance, that has loads of air miles. Now, just thinking about the food. So your background is in Zanzibar and Alessandro's in Italy. How does that work then? The way it works is we... Have very different tastes. <laughs> we both appreciate good food, but it means that we do not always agree on certain things. And really, whereas it seems that might be a problem, it kind of pushes us to satisfy the other person with a very different palate. So it kind of drills down on how good something might taste because we're we're not shy with each other on saying, I do not like that. That does not work for me. And it means that we get more refined products at the end. So you launched your vegan based takeaway food about seven months ago. How are you doing then? Is are things going as well as you hoped? It's been really great. We actually we registered back in May, but we ended up launching late August. So it's been even shorter than that. To be honest, the, the reaction in the local area has been great. St. Albans is such a lovely community. I say it a lot and it almost sounds sycophantic. But 
competitors. It's really not. They're, everybody's great. And we found that the business community, um, even competitors have been, like people who would be our direct competitor as such, have been really friendly and really showing us different ways in which we can approach the market and send to Albans and that sort of thing. So because of all that input from the community, as it were, we've grown a lot faster than we thought we would. So it's just me and Alessandra cooking and doing the deliveries at the moment. So really it's been faster than we anticipated, which we cannot complain about, but it does mean that we're very busy all the time. Well, we very much appreciate the time that you're giving us today then. So just tell us, as you say, you've got really quite a diverse menu there. What's proving particularly popular? Particularly popular, we've got two sides. So we have our pastors. We've got Alessandra, who's from Italy, and his mother's an amazing cook. And he speaks with her a lot on the recipes. So our, our pastors do really well. And also people do love the burger side of things. We do like a southern fried chicken with apostrophe N burger. And they're, they're very popular. I mean, I'd say, yeah, they're, they're what seem to draw people in at first. But then, then people end up exploring the rest of our menu, which we really love and appreciate because we are tr- trying to bring in different tastes and things like yeah. our tofu bang bang skewers, which aren't a regular taste, but people get to try something a bit, a bit different. They do look very good. Now, I mean, I've been recommended your food by friends who aren't vegan. In fact, they're not even vegetarian. Does that surprise you? Not so much, just because we sort of aimed to have a business that would be accessible to everyone. So it wasn't the vegan food that I saw maybe when I was growing up that's just a three bean chili. We tried to have different recipes and things that people recognised as dishes, but didn't necessarily have to have meat in or meat wasn't the main ingredient. So we did sort of gear it towards that crowd. And also many people are flexitarian now. And it's great that so many people are trying this because I'm sure a massive benefit to the environment that people are doing one or two days a week eating more vegetables so we're very happy with it but it does still surprise me sometimes we get a lot of messages with um, people saying i bought this and my partner they're a meat eater but they loved it and to be honest, that gives us a kick every time we hear it. Now, this year, Christmas is going to be is going to be very different, isn't it, because of COVID restrictions? But I suppose it gives us an opportunity to to try food that's a bit different as well. Can you give us a few ideas for festive vegan food for us to try? I mean, how about for Christmas Day itself? Have you got any suggestions? What 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 might you have on your vegan Christmas table? Christmas Day, we're because we're a multicultural house, as it were. We've been looking at dishes from around the world. So in Brazil, they have great rice dishes that they have with some soy we do have a lot of stuff based with nuts a a great nut roast can be really good i I used to think the idea of it was not great at all but we've really got into them (laughs) recently and then we're gonna have lots of canapes because it makes it very easy to have lots of vegan canapes and fillers around that that sounds delicious so lots of different dishes to try so how about looking forward into 2021 is there a a, a vegan food that you think we haven't explored enough you know if, if we wanted to look get a little bit creative in the kitchen what do you think we should try that's an interesting one seaweed is actually a great one at the moment because it's full of nutrients so i've been playing around with it quite a lot recently and you'll see it maybe coming onto the menu next year there's there's different levels different types of seaweed that are a lot of protein content great like iron content and full of minerals and they've got a really interesting texture and they suck up flavor really well um, so <laughs> seaweed is my tip for 2021. And there's a few products that will be coming out soon on the mass market. So um, such as different seafood sort of imitations, but they're based on kelp and different types of seaweed. And they, they should be pretty big this year. OK, well, you heard it first here with you, Nebel. Thank you very much indeed for sharing that with us. And we wish you all the best for the festive period and also with your business in 2021. I was talking there to Nabil from Plantopia. 
Now, will you be taking the opportunity to take a change from Turkey and perhaps go for something a little more adventurous in the plant-based line this festive season? Well, we'd love to hear about it. Get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment or via the Facebook page or you can drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com. And I can tell you now that my family have decided to replace the turkey with a spicy vegetarian pie and they've also unanimously decided that there's going to be no Brussels sprouts this year. I think they've been waiting for that opportunity for a while. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all of the wonderful people who've taken time to join me on Environment Matters this year, battling with all that the world of recording technology can throw at them with kindness and understanding. So a big thank you to all of you. If you've got a little time over the festive period to pop your feet up with a glass of mulled wine and take a quiet moment to yourself, then do explore what they had to say. You'll find all this year's shows on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com, ready and waiting for you to enjoy. You'll find wisdom from a master composter, a scientist battling with plant pandemics, and a waste hero with lots of great waste-busting tips, and much, much more. Now, I'll be back with you on the 10th of January. Until then, I'd like to wish you a happy, healthy and sustainable Christmas. And for the final time in this strange year that has been 2020, thank you for listening.